1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 383. It is a numeric palindrome of Film Bastards. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by...
2: you, Foster, hello
1: everyone. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. Um, Okay, going up on this week's show, we have got a review of the... Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, Rami Malek. Uh, is one of them a serial killer, or all three of them serial killers? Who knows? Uh, drama thriller thing the little things uh we'll also have some what we've been watching maybe a little bit of trader talk you know all, all that kind of good stuff pretty uh, pretty standard show but should be a good one i reckon um admin uh we are podsyndicate.com uh the rewatch project has joined uh the ranks and uh there may be other things are bubbling as well uh I know Mike was talking about something on the, uh, the WhatsApp the other day that sounded incredibly fucking exciting. Um, so, uh, we are pondersyndicate.com. You've got the rewatch project in Stroker versus sponsor his film, her movie, uh, George and, uh, Lauren. Oh, sorry. I was try I was going to say, I was, I just had Hannah in my head. It was like, Nope, that's Mike's wife. <laughs> um, I'm so, so sorry, Lauren. That was just a brain fart on my part. Um, you know, I, I went to your wedding. Um, that was actually really embarrassing, uh, but I'm going to leave it in. Um, <laughs> I just had Hannah like stuck in my head. It was like that's not Jordan's wife. Did you bring uh, that thing where it, where, it, where it went Hannah, and then you went, and your you, other part of your brain went,
3: that's not right, and then it went again Hannah, and it just went, no, it's still not right. Yeah,
1: yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, uh, Iron Sequel, what's on tap? Um, Oh, I'm all discombobulated now. But anyway, um, also, uh, the Iron Sequels. James Lawrence has written a fucking fantastic bit of work, which I just need to actually pull my finger out of my ass and do some work to make it live. Uh, We're going to be doing a series of articles kind of celebrating Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, because we want to. There's no particular reason um and it literally is that is literally the reason is it it was just there. well why the fuck not <laughs> yeah yeah um absolutely um it's uh the, the piece is called once upon a time in laurel canyon and uh it's a, a a fucking blinding bit of work um i'm gonna make a commitment to get that out on the site before this fucking podcast goes live um because james probably thinks i'm an absolute bell end. um he wrote it fucking weeks ago. I feel really bad. Um anyway, um, you know, I used to be a managing editor of a film website. Now I've got a kid and I'm tired. So um yeah, so Reopodsyndicate.com. Also, in that universe, um Jordan and I's uh, second there and back again show went live yesterday at time of recording. Uh we talked about the two towers got return of the king coming up i know becky's recently watched return of the king as well um
2: what do you
1: want to come do you want to come on the fucking show
2: i really have an awful lot to say about it all right then i can do um i might not.
1: sorry (laughs) sorry
2: i'd like to but i don't know whether i'd add anything of value no but i'll try
1: let's let's talk let's talk um uh, but you'll have to watch the Hobbit trilogy as well.
2: Oh, dear. We'll talk. I've never watched that.
1: Well, fuck, yeah. We will talk. Okay. um, So, there and back again. Also, a new Playing It Forward went live on the bonus feed where there and back again also is as well. Uh, which is the most
2: Mark film ever, yeah?
1: Uh, Yes. <laughs> William Friedkin's Jade. The most Mark film ever made. Um. I, you know, biased, but I thought that was a fucking cracking recording. Um, it was. It, it was, It was. I
3: think it was the best selection of movies that we got that were all very, very different, but all very, very good. And everybody really seemed to enjoy them all for very different reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we covered um, Don't Let Go, uh, Night Moves, Jade, um, uh, the blue collar um it's really interesting selection of fucking films so that's on the pod syndicate bonus feed as well and i think the final bit of show admin um i said to patrons i was going to get two bond commentaries done in january i did it i got one done on the first and i got one done <laughs> on the 31st <laughs> <laughs> that,
3: that very much is I'm going to fucking start this right. I'm going to get it done so I can get two done at fucking least. And then, ah, oh
1: shit, I better get this other one done. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I made a commitment and I got it done. So, um, there's, uh, me on the spy who loved me where I misremember a ton of shit. Uh, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> The Spy Who Loved Me, but just just that review just reeks of contractual obligation. I, I, I don't know, man. The, right, the Spy, I mean, The Spy Who Loved Me, it's it's an interesting one. The first two acts are like proper interesting Bond. There's a couple of sequences in it which I swear to fucking God would not be out of place in a in a giallo. Um, honestly. Uh, and then the last third is pretty much interminable. Uh, it's such a fucking, it, it's such a weird film, but yeah, that's the spy who loved me. And I recorded on a majesty secret service on new year's day and nearly set my house on fire during it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the bond shows, it's going to be an interesting schedule now. Cause obviously I've got to fucking elongate these out another seven months now. Um, So we'll we'll see what happens But uh, License to Kill coming in February um, And I believe Die Another Day as well uh, Which is going to be fucking interesting Um, So yeah And we'll be doing more of that as well Um, I'm going to put out another set of votes For commentaries uh, leading up to uh, No Time to Die Can you imagine if I just say now After all this No Time to Die Three out of five Yeah it's all right. (laughs) Yeah. just just like it's fine, it's all right. <laughs> Might even watch it again. Like, mate, sit fucking. Uh, anyway, that is admin. Patreon.com forward slash born Bastards. Two dollars a month. Uh, help, much appreciated. So, anything? Uh, anything I I forgot there, guys? I feel like it's pretty feel quite comprehensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Good. All right, cool. So. Film news. Um, I know, oh, there's a new Taylor Sheridan film. Yes. Which is going to be, uh, well, Warners are releasing it, so it'll also be on HBO Max. But it's coming out in May in the US. Yeah. And it kind of feels like that might be a theatrical over here. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, yeah. May the 14th. Yeah. I'm, I'd feel pretty confident about that, Mark. Um, I know you were quite excited about it. What, what is this? Um, it's a it's a western, um,
3: but uh, starring. There's not too much actually. I don't think known about it, but you've got Angina Jolie in there, Nicholas Holt, um, John uh, Burnside, uh, Aidan Gillen, uh, Tyler Perry is out there.
4: I mean, well.
3: instant watch. Back in hell, yeah! I weirdly, I I watched a um randomly you when know, you go down a YouTube haul.
4: Yeah.
3: Right. So um, I went down like a YouTube haul. I ended up on like the arti- art um, fucking what's called, fucking people who design buildings. Architects. Architects, yeah. At, at the architects review or something like that. <laughs> And it was it was Tyler Perry... I've no
2: business being there, Mark. I
3: don't know. It was Tyler Perry giving you a tour of Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah. And it was absolutely fucking fascinating. And you just looked at him going, holy shit, you have the biggest movie studio in the world. And it's called Tyler Perry Studios. And he's just wandering around to it. And like he's showing that there's a, there's a building. I'll get back to the film that we're we'll talking about again in a second. There's a building that he shows you where... He goes, right, we needed this building. And what we did was we thought, rather than just building like a fascia for it, what we'll do is we'll build a real building, but we'll build four different fascias for it. So at one side, it's one building. And he shows you that it walks around and goes, and this is another building. And then walks around it. So it's this one square building that's literally from all four sides looks completely different. And it is mental. That is weird. And also... He's building his studio have built the only studio available replica of the White House that is 80% accurate, okay. and it's just mad. Some of like the the shows that are shot at Tyler Perry Studios and some of the films that have been shot there that you just wouldn't you just didn't know that yeah. were there. It's it, it's quite quite something. So I, I recommend people just track it down if you're in in any way interested in that. But yes, Tyler Perry's in it, so it's an instant fucking watch. Also as well, Tyler Sheridan's uh, movies are often quite they're quite uncompromising. Um he did Hello
2: High Water, didn't he?
3: No, oh. he did uh, Wind River.
1: He, he wrote he Hell wrote was... Hello High Water, didn't he? He did like
3: write Hello High Water, yes. Yeah. And he um he wrote Sicario as well. Yeah. yeah. But he, he yeah, Wind River the they written a directed one. Yeah. Um and uh, he he's been doing that T V series that has Kevin Costner in it. Can't it's called. That's another Western one. Uh what is it called? What's it called? Yellowstone.
1: Yellowstone, yeah, which apparently is fantastic.
2: Like a really bleak version
1: of the ranch. Uh yeah. Cool. Oh, is that the one that Kelly Riley's been kind of like hiding in? Yes.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Costner, Luke Grimes, Kelly Riley, Wes Bentley, Cole Hauser. Fucking you know, hell, that's, that's a decent cast. But yeah, so I'm I, I'm always up for. I weirdly, really, it's one of those things where I was a couple of weeks ago going,
4: "Has Tana Sheridan
3: done anything recently? I oh, was got anything on the fucking what is it?" And it was like, "Oh, he's got an entire TV series that I've not watched."
2: You don't do TV. Do
3: I you? don't do TV, no. Because you're fucking. Because
1: I'm awesome. No. Fucking weird. I, I did watch TV series recently. Match oh of the day isn't it, TV series, Mark. <laughs>
3: No, I, I watched the High Fidelity TV oh, series. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah, and I fucking loved it. Really
2: sad that there's no more. I was I
3: really upset that there giving be no more. It, 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 it's, it's a really... I, I, I'm angry with myself it took me that long to get to it because it's really fucking good. And the way that they deal with the having um, Rob as being a girl rather than a boy um, is really well done and makes perfect sense. And... The fact that you know, if you know the story quite well, you're waiting for certain moments to happen, and then when they do happen, you go, "Oh, that's that. Oh, fair play, well done with that. That's quite well. I, I enjoyed that moment."
1: Um, enough uh come, produced to kill an elephant there, Mark? Or? Uh,
3: yeah, easy, yeah, yeah,
1: all right. cool, easy. cool, easy. Cool. <laughs> High five, Bex. <laughs> Luckily, she's got the bathroom. <laughs> No, actually I think, really I, th- I think she was fine with me just going yeah this is brilliant all right fair enough no good good um also uh you know deals are still out there um you know sundance is happening and uh i believe it was apple bought coda
3: yes the- i want to
1: say it was called
3: you mean the, the, the film that 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 was on literally everybody's recently watched
1: on Letterboxd recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so apparently about a hearing girl brought up in a uh deaf family. Um, I believe bought for about twenty five million dollars, which is like a Sundance record. And um Apple obviously thinking it might be a bit of a contender for uh I'm assuming next year Oscar season.
3: Oh, Apple literally just went in there and went, bang! We want to break a fucking record. There you fucking go. Have that because we're Apple and we've got shitloads.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. They, literally, they they just wanted to go in and go fucking big straight away and cause a bit of a get that. That was their marketing strategy with this.
1: And Seems Apple- like. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's night like Netflix a few years back before they started making like films themselves where they were coming out with all these these big money deals, Um, whereas now Netflix aren't as interested in acquisitions. They will. But they're also more than happy to make a David Fincher themse- uh, themselves. Thank you very much. Mm.
4: You know,
3: as, as, as well, I, I I don't know if anybody else got this, but literally I got a an email the other day from Apple saying, "Oh, you know, your subscription to Apple TV runs out next month." And I was thinking, "Oh, yeah, you're right, it does." It went, "No, nah, don't, mate. You can get it free for another six months." It's like, oh, oh, fair
1: enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 the Apple TV thing is. A little bit the gift that keeps on giving, but then yeah. what does it give? Hey, do you want a Justin Timberlake thing that no one's ever heard of? Hey, hey, that was our that was our most watched film we had, you know, last week. Even though it it, it may be sorry, got eight films. <laughs> no, but it made it, it, it made me laugh though, like, because somebody pointed out that on Letterboxd there's only about two thousand entries for it. So it's like Okay, it's your most watched thing, and the most like rabid film community on the fucking internet. Only two thousand people watched it. I, yeah, yeah I, it, it, yeah, I don't we're, know.
3: We're, we're 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 a podcast that literally laps up content like a motherfucker, don't we? You know, we fucking challenge ourselves. What one review? No, we're gonna do seventeen reviews in one week. <laughs> and, and even we went, ah oh, shit, yeah, that's all come out.
2: What film is this that we're
3: talking Palmer. Around? It looks alright, but it's like two hours
1: four or something like that.
2: Uh. It's got Juno Temple in it. I like
1: Juno Temple. Does she play a a drug addict?
2: I don't know. I've not seen the film.
1: No, I need to look. All Juno, like you say, Juno Temple. All that 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 says to me is. Sorry. It's directed by Fisher Stevens. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's ex.
4: Yes. That's quite interesting.
1: Yeah, let's have a What shit I wanna see who the fuck she plays. Hang on. Juno Temple is Shelly, Sam's mother, okay. Is it a bad mother?
3: Yeah, she's gotta be it's Juno Temple. One Probably day like that, she'll have issues.
1: Okay. Oh, no.
2: Yeah, an ex-convict okay. strikes up a friendship with a boy from a troubled home. So she's the mother.
1: Oh, his mum Shelley constantly leaves town. Yeah, all right then. Yeah, that sounds like Juno Temple. There we go. <laughs> it's well, not sounds like Juno Temple. It sounds like a Juno Temple role. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I like, know. It just
3: sorry. I, I like Juno Temple, but there was like a, a good, like a good couple of years where she was in. Awful
1: lot. <laughs> hmm. It's like the Pooter. Yeah. She was in loads for a few years, and now she just pops up every now and then
2: in badly fitting jeans.
1: Well, literally, just in two seconds. I'd be a pair
3: of those jeans alone. Like, yeah. Right, Juno Temple was in Dark Knight Rises in a blink and you'll miss her. Um, the Brass Teapot, which I thought was actually really quite fun. Um, good, yeah. Killer Joe small apartments and jack and diane it's busy
1: here oh hello hello yeah yeah yeah, yeah
4: there. <laughs> what are you looking at nothing is he still there yeah i'm
3: here yeah 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 so he was here yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is a very Juno Templi role.
2: You don't know, we'll have to watch the movie.
3: We might do at some point in like a couple of months when it's you now else on. Yeah.
2: I, I, I
3: think it's quite nice though. When he's he he fine, I mean, But he looks like he's gonna be sad in that.
2: I mean he always looks a bit sad, in not I know, but I, I
3: just And also, yeah, you look at him and go, You seem to have it all a few years ago here, Justin. You know, you were you know you you have Jessica Beale, who was hot and fun. And you were in the social network and everything was there, and then now he's wife's an anti-vaxxer and he was in trolls
1: world too.
2: Mm. Apparently it changes people.
1: Yep. Does it does it make them anti-vaxxers? It made her Clearly,
2: anti-vaxxer.
1: Jessica <laughs> goes, yeah. But yeah. I mean well to be fair, we've got some Justin Timberlake coming up next week, haven't we?
2: Why what's he in? I hope he Oh, of course he is, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one that so, Buffy's in as well?
1: Sorry?
2: Is that the one that Buffy's in as well?
1: Yeah. And The Rock.
2: Dwayne The Rock Johnson?
4: Yeah.
1: It's got Justin Timberlake miming uh, all these things that I've done. Yeah. It's, oh, God, I can't wait. I actually can't fucking wait to rewatch watch Nelfland Tales.
2: We watched it again not, not too long back, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, I'm sure we did.
1: Have you got access to the can cut? Yes. Okay.
2: I just remember it being extremely chaotic.
3: I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to the rewatch of it. Isn't
2: there a blimp?
1: I think there's a blimp. There's a blimp and there's Wallace Shawn, if I remember correctly. Is he in it? I think he might be, yeah. I think I've, some sort of blimp. And there's. I'm just going to Google Wallace Sean. Blimp. Who's Oh, he's a hey that guy. Yeah.
3: Holy uh, fucking he's a, shit, he's a hey that guy. He's a hey that guy, and he's, he's also a I fucking hate that guy.
4: Oh, he's that guy off of the princess bride. Yeah, I fucking hate the that guy. The
3: inconceivable guy. guy. Yes. Hmm. What, with what's wrong? Up. I I, just, I, I don't like him. I don't know why, but I just don't like him. I think it's because too many pe- because I don't like The Princess Bride, it's one of the few Rob Ryan movies I don't like. Too many people have quoted that to me, and it's got to the point, it's got to like Monty Python levels of I want to punch you in the face if you quote it to me.
2: The Princess Bride's a fucking great film. You are incorrect on this
3: one. I don't think I am. You are? I think it's one of those films, I like the Monty Python films, that's nowhere near yeah. as funny as people like to think it's that not, it is. It's
2: not about funny, it's, it's not just a funny film. It's a good film. Fine, I don't agree with you. But you are wrong. I'm not wrong. You you are often wrong,
4: let's be honest. Yeah, I, know.
2: More, I know. more often than, than not wrong.
3: I, I, I did think I got away with that one a little bit. Yeah. I didn't that I hadn't.
2: I was going to let it go, but then I couldn't. Thanks. You are
1: welcome. I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. Oh, t- next week is... I mean, t- today's going to be a fun show, but next week's going to be a fucking doozy. <laughs> oh, I'm pumped. Right. Trailers. I haven't got much. I've got one that I remember. I don't, I can't remember
3: any, but if you've got one, I might have watched it, and I might have just forgot I watched it. What do you got?
1: <laughs> New trailer for Raya and the Last Dragon.
3: Yes. did watch this.
1: Um, up for it. Yeah. A little bit disappointed that the last dragon is literally a dragon. Yeah. And meh, with it being voiced by Aquafina. Yeah, it feels a little obvious, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Also, the design of it.
1: Design not
3: great. No. What 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 is it about Disney at the moment and having everything be that kind of color? mm that that kind of like mm. off greeny blue colour, it, it just it, that, it, that neon-y look.
1: It reminds people of going into the unknown. It, is, it, it just it does feel like a little bit like they're hammering that
3: too much, and it just. Mm. It, it, I was really looking forward to this, and I'm still looking forward to it. But that trailer did make me go, oh, all right, fair enough.
1: Yeah I think they need to let it go and um, I, the first trailer had a way cooler vibe to me mm. but assuming that cinemas are still not, I think this comes out like the first week of March so yeah. cinemas will not be open they, so, they, 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 they,
3: This is already confirmed that it? it's coming
1: to uh, it, it's, Yeah it's Disney plus uh, premier access and cinemas where available yeah. so not here i am looking i I am looking forward to paying 15 pound and watching this in 4k dolby vision with the girls of a friday night you know um that's gonna be a real treat i wish i was seeing it in the cinema but i'm looking forward to seeing it and The fact that it the from the studio that brought you started with Moana gives me faith. Yeah, it'll it'll be a
3: really good nice family movie night for you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't think any coconuts will be considered, but um, I think I'm going to enjoy it all the same. Have you two seen Moana? Yes. Yeah, just need to make sure that considering the coconut was something that you just didn't think I was just having a stroke. I mean, I'm
2: not Lie, I don't really get the reference, and I've seen Moana quite a few times.
1: You have to consider the coconut, consider its leaves.
2: Is it from one of the songs? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: You need to see Moana again. Clearly I do. Yeah.
2: To be fair, I, I love Moana. It is, it's probably my favourite modern Disney movie.
1: Not enough to consider its coconuts.
4: <laughs>
2: Look, I can't say the word fucking shiny about anything without bursting into song, Ian, so... <laughs> Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Was that
4: that a Moana? Shiny. Yeah. 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 I can't Um, do
2: it. I can't do it. If anything's shiny and I happen to say that it's shiny, my brain starts singing and then my mouth just follows.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, mean, not... What song is that?
2: It's a good musical number. I'm going to watch Moana again tomorrow.
1: Fair enough. You should should do it and remember to consider the coconut.
2: coconut. Okay. (laughs) It'll be on Disney+, won't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Consider it's leaves. You are? And consider it's leaves.
2: Consider it's leaves, okay. Do you know what really annoyed me? There's been loads of noise on, on Twitter this week about dinosaurs coming to Disney Plus. Not my Disney Plus. I would watch the fucking shit out of dinosaurs.
1: It's good as part of what, isn't it? It's done. I don't know. Didn't dinosaurs end with them seeing meteors in the sky?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Dark as fuck. That's fucking horrific, isn't it? Like that is awful. You imagine be, like, because I watched
1: Dinosaurs when I was a kid. Thank fuck, I didn't watch that episode.
2: Did <laughs> you not watch it to the end?
1: No, I just I don't know. It was on, and I watched it when it was on, but I like. What a fucking horrific way to end a a TV series ostensibly aimed at kids.
3: It's
1: a fucking bleak one for sure. Fuck me. Like, that's, yeah, nah. I'm a bit deflated now. Gonna come in?
4: Eleven more, you can make a calendar. Oh. Oh, hey, stranger. Tired of steaming up that glass. Prezzi's? Oh yeah.
0: Is it the part where I start feeling like it's a trap? Open it up, find out. Yeah. Not a pair of
1: Go on, take a look. You know you want to. Right, let's talk about John Lee Hancock's The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek and Jared Leto horrific horrific Jared Leto
4: <laughs>
1: oh dearie me right story is denzel washington plays a uh cop who is asked to basically do some kind of like bullshit admin work which results in him going back to his old precinct uh where he like starts kind of like sniffing around a uh, mystery, uh, which Rami Malek is trying to solve uh, that of the work of a uh, serial killer. And um, Jared Leto comes into it. He looks a bit dodgy. Is he the killer? Who knows? I think that's probably it, actually, in terms of synopsis. Um, Becky the little things what did you think
2: it's i mean to be fair even before pressing play on this it was it was pretty much a lock that that we were going to like it it is very much our kind of cup of tea isn't it the throwbacky kind of feeling of it the sort of thrillery vibe um but it's i think there's elements of it that are a little bit undercooked i think the uh latching on to leto as the um as the suspect is it's, it's quite a tenuous link isn't it like there's there's no real kind of well yeah this evidence points to him it's just like oh she was due to have some maintenance work done and it and was this at, company and look at him he's got at no him. eyebrows and he's really skinny and he's a bit creepy let's get him in for a chat and then yes obviously he does kind of he, he ramps up the reasoning behind why they would latch on to it being him in the interview because he's creepy as fuck and he gets a hard on when he's looking at pictures of murdered people.
3: And that girl points him out.
2: Yeah, but that, that wouldn't be admissible because she yeah, but, seemed...
3: but, but she still does point him out. Yeah.
2: Um so so yeah there's 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 I, th- I think they could have made that a little bit more well obviously it's him and and then kind of had the ah but maybe it wasn't. But Overall, I absolutely fucking loved it. I thought the all three of the main actors in it, and I I, I do not have a lot of time for Remy Malik and his weird face, but he, I thought he was really good in this. And that that honestly, it pains me a little bit to say it, but I did think he was really good in it. Denzel was Denzel. He's always fucking good. He's a class act, isn't he? He's just he's just He's just Denzel, he's just and everything, and it just makes everything better. Um, and Jared Leto was very suitably creepy in it. Um, I think obviously there's, there's certain accusations, let's say, that have been leveled at it in the media, in reviews, and things like that. But I'm sure we'll get into those once you guys have said your piece. That's me,
4: hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it,
1: it's uh. It feels pretty Becky-nip, to be fair, I think.
2: It, uh, it
1: was. Yeah, like dark thriller, drama, 90s kind of elements to it. Like strong lead cut. Yeah, I could see that. Mark, folks? Um I I really, again, like, basically, I, I really liked
3: it. it it's, it's got plenty of atmosphere uh, towards it. Um, There was points where I was looking at it going, fucking hell, Denzel looks old he looks old and it is that they've made him look old within it I,
2: I, I turned to you at one point didn't i right at the start i went mac i don't want to even consider the, the possibility that he's not wearing a fat suit right now because it would just break it for me yeah.
3: <laughs> Which, which he, he, he clearly is wearing a, a fat suit. yeah um I, I, but i think like, stylistically, it looks good um it is
2: i think it's beautifully directed actually sorry just to jump in i think the fact that what they've done obviously with uh, versus another film that it's been compared to but again we'll get into that when we talk about the media reaction but um it's obviously it's set in a real place rather than a fictional place but it, it goes to great lengths not to show you the the standard views of that the real place it's not it's not your average la it's 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 very much kind of little uh out of the way pocket of la that it shows you so it feels like it could be. It feels like a world outside the world.
3: Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing about it, 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 it is is that it was it was written uh, yeah. in the yeah. early 90s. Yeah, it's like 30 years old.
2: Yeah, really.
3: and when they've made it now, the, it, you know, Johnny Hooker to, to, the temptation was to possibly bring it forward mm. and have it set now. now. Um, and he said that straight away that idea was like, No, fuck it. We're gonna make it a period piece in the nineties. But because it was written in the nineties, we don't have to try and show that we're making it a period piece by going you know, going back and and, and putting markers in that that point it out as being nineties. Um it just it just is it doesn't it has no there's there's no like lingering shots on like old style mobile phones or anything like that, mm. that that basically makes you go oh this isn't set now but so, that no, I, I thought i was questioning it's um
2: there was one bit where you know when he takes him off in the car
4: mm. um
2: and i was like surely police have got like trackers and stuff on their phones and i was like no 90s <laughs> yeah. um i like
4: it i
3: i I, I, re- I really liked it i think um really it's, it's Good in it, but I think it takes him a little bit of time to get going. Uh, I think part of that is just getting used to the fact that he has an odd energy
4: I think, yes, to think Once him
2: and Denzel start playing off each other, once they get more screen time together and they're working together, it elevates Malik's performance.
3: Yeah, and it does. Yeah, it, it, it does. He, yeah, I, I, as well, I don't think he ever tries to steal focus from, from no. Denzel. And Denzel is is an actor who he he can be quite big. But I don't think he ever tries to... I don't think he ever tries to steal focus unless it's part of the character. Doesn't
0: he doesn't so need to So, for instance, he?
3: Training Day, he steals all focus mm. away from, from Ethan Hawke. Because, but it's not because Denzel's stealing it away from Ethan Hawke. The character, character. is stealing it away mm. from, from there. Can I also point out, it is insane that Training Day is 20 years old this year. Oh, that is mental. It's
2: insane. The 90s are like 30 years ago, man. Look,
3: no, Training Day is 20 years old this year. Mm. That is insane. <laughs> It, that film feels like it like released like six, seven years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like that. I I also like the fact that we as a collective have been trying to work out and going, right, which one of them is a serial killer? Are all of them serial killers in somewhere? Or anything like that. It's definitely Remy Malik. And then I love the fact that literally the whole serial killer thing is a fucking MacGuffin. Yeah. yeah. It's one yeah. of them. Uh, and, and, Even though you don't know it's
2: not Jared Laskin.
3: It's not If you
2: don't know it's not. It still could be.
3: It's not. Um <laughs> I, I, I just I, I I love that that the fact is that it's the film is taking on this ride and going look look it's this story about this and it's that and then when you find out actually no it's not it's about it's about Denzel's character realizing that what he needs to do isn't to solve this case because it's just one of those things. Mm. It, 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 it might not be so. What he needs to do now is make sure that it doesn't ruin Ray Malick's character like it ruined like him. Ruined his, yeah. And that's where his focus shifts to. And yeah. it, it's it was it's really fucking good. I, I really, I, I really really enjoyed it. Um, I'll get to a point that I, that I need to make about the film, not just the film itself, but the an overriding... Uh, reaction to the film after Ian's after, after Ian's given us his thoughts.
2: Just real quick before before we go over to Ian, when Rami Malik takes the red beret out of the package that Denzel sent him.
4: Yeah.
2: What were you What were your guys' thought process? Because mine was, oh look, Denzel sent him a beret to make him feel better.
3: <laughs> my no, my no. thought was. No, oh, no. What's that gonna be?
2: And then when
1: it then when it had the packet, I was like, oh I was kind of hoping it wasn't gonna be that. But well played, movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it 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 had me there. I thought because it was also quite close to the end. I just thought, oh fucking hell it was Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh, Wow. All right. Fair, uh, so you know, it it was because it but, shows
2: him going back to that hidey hole, doesn't it? But then it shows his reaction to something he finds, but not what he finds. So
1: it yeah. could have been the beret at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, exa- no, I mean, it, 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 you know, it gives you all the clues, you know. Um, as as the snowman, uh, once told us. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it, I, I, I thought it was solid, man. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing that I, I wish I was seeing in the cinema because I, I would have eaten up, up with a spoon, you know. Yeah. Um, Malik is, yeah, he's good. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it's, he's. Just very low energy, or he seems to be at first, mm. but then when he's paired up with Denzel, you just realize no, he's just really fucking focused. Yeah. Um. And I I, I thought that re- that really brought that to light. I mean, Jared, fuck Jared Lesso. I mean, it's just he's he's just playing it ten percent more than he should be. Like, every single thing that he does, it's like, dial it back 10% and you will be fine. I'm not saying you'll be amazing, but you will be fine. It, is there a thing here, can I just quickly interject, mm. that Jared Letter is actually
3: a bit of a crap actor? um, But just that no one's actually kind of... Because he's not ever been... Absolutely terrible in anything, mm. but I don't think he's ever been really good in anything either. No,
2: like, I, don't, I, I don't agree though. I think he's he's meant that's meant to be the character. He's meant to be the kind of guy that if you had a conversation with him, you'd be like, Jesus Christ, dial it fucking back. I think that's I think that's intentional.
1: Oh, that's that's interesting. I a fair d- point actually, that right? yeah that he is yeah he is just off kilter I I don't know it it just and maybe I don't know maybe it was the way it was written but just some of the like kind of back and forth that he had was very I'm I'm just going to annoy you here you know every like to the characters in like in the place it's like every single thing it's just like yeah i'm like i am actively trying to piss you off and i I, it would have been nice to get a bit more of why that was um you know and i mean at the end you know he's with rami malik and he's just like i'm making you do all this because it's not me and essentially kind of fuck you
2: that was fucking hilarious when he kept having him just digging more and more Dig, holes. Digging holes, yeah. No, no, shit, no. I think it's over there. And it's like it's obvious that it's not him and that he's just fucking with him. But if you fuck with a, 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 a armed police officer that has been on a fucking stakeout for the last what, 24 hours or something and you're just messing with him like that and he already kind of thinks it's you... Probably not going to end
3: well. I, I did like the fact that the, it snaps, so it just it just hits him with the with the show once. Yeah. So he doesn't. he doesn't mean to kill him. No. And it's just a he lost it for a second, and it's good that it, the the juxtaposition with what happened to Denzel's character and that is it was just a snap. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And one that's
3: of them it. it's
2: through fear, the other one it's through frustration yeah
3: yeah um and it's like like this they, this shouldn't ruin you
2: i like the fact that he didn't
3: shoot him as then well he, didn't shoot him, he just hits him with the mm. thing and you know yeah he hits him with a shovel but the chances are it's a one a thousand chance that you're going to fucking
1: kill them mm. uh yeah i mean you know the fact that afterwards he's like hey man get up you know it, 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 yeah i mean it's I I like that, that he wasn't like a cop, like on the edge. You know, he's like, he he is kind of on the edge, but it's, you know, it's not because he's like staying up all night and, you know, hard drinking and stuff. It's just, he's just super, super focused. He's being not led down the garden path by Denzel, but maybe Denzel's being a little bit the devil on his shoulder, but unintentionally. You Know that, that that that's the thing, it's so much of this film is um not not like things going in a way that you almost kind of expect them to, but not but the flow of it is different. It's not Denzel going like it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him. It's, him. it's Denzel going, Look at all, like, look at this, look at this, look at all the like the evidence and whatnot, and Rami Malik actually processing it. In a sane way, and then just threw these. I mean, because he basically accidentally kills Jared Leto because he's pissing him off. Yeah. You know. Um. And I, I think that's interesting. Hello, monkey. You all right?
4: Sorry. Heard
1: what you just said. Thank you. Anyway, oh, you
4: just heard what I said. Okay. Um, those were your two last ones.
1: Yep.
4: Of those ones in that box.
1: Okay. Thanks, babe.
4: Just letting
1: you know. No, thank you, honey love you see you in a bit it's <laughs>
2: your small child bringing you beer
1: yep well
2: played well trained
1: um yeah no i just texted don <laughs> and uh oh shit all right dog hang on two ticks sorry there you go um yeah i know she brings me beer quite a lot now it's good um
2: I like the fact that his undoing as well is, like you're saying, it's not because he's, he's burning the candle both ends and going out and taking drugs to stay awake and then taking yeah. drugs to go to sleep and drinking. It's a promise that he's made to a missing girl's family. That's what breaks him.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And it, it, it feels more real as, as a result there. You know, it's it's interesting because it it very well plays both Denzel's and Malik's arcs. And, you, I mean, you know, this kind of film is getting increasingly rare. This kind of film would usually mm. just like go on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that it it's basically going straight to HBO max. Like I hope that when cinemas are open over here, that Warner do just give it a slot. I'll go see uh, it again. I'd, I'd, I'd be tempted to as well. You know I, I think it's a type of movie that, that they,
3: that, that could mm. just get that. What is it? And just go, do you know what? Let's just, Let's put it out in a quiet week, a couple of weeks after cinemas reopen. Let's yeah. just go bang because it will get enough people going going to watch it. I mm. you
2: know, I, I love a pre- police procedural. But
3: love it. it. The thing Try is, on. it's very interesting what you just said there because it, it, it falls into what uh, some of the. Um, I think we've spoken to quite a lot.
2: Mid budget movies. It
3: is that you've got. You don't get that many movies nowadays that are made for grown-ups no that aren't specific so you still get your horrors and We've things like said that this
2: when motherless Brooklyn came out as well, didn't
3: we? yeah but but that are that are made for grown-ups that have that aren't action movies or anything like that that mm-hmm. are just thrillers um and for instance i, I remember you know a, a great experience in cinema was going to see a few years ago i got to see prisoners i'd heard nothing about it we were reviewing it for the show i knew nothing about it I went to see it on an afternoon and was like, this is fucking brilliant, and I am really glad I am seeing this in the cinema. And I, I, I'd have loved seeing this in the cinema. Um, the, the the one, the Nicole Kidman one, um, Destroyer, was it?
4: Mm, yeah. yeah.
3: A, a couple of years ago. That, it, it's a really good film. Mm. And it, it, it has parallels to something like this. Um, and it's you know, the, the thing is, these movies are becoming more rare than they were in the '90s uh, because they were making a lot of money. They were they were they were prevalent in the '90s because um, you didn't have um, you know the, the, the market that they were trying to hit was the '30s to '50s market. Mm. Well, the, the problem is now that market falls into the same category as the superhero market.
2: Yeah, like, 'cause we're all fucking nerds.
3: And so that you've, you've had that crossover, and the problem is that when you get a movie like this that comes out, um, like the, the little things, the problem is the the people who who don't like it because it's not a fucking superhero movie because it's not tightly packed up because it's not a Fast and Furious movie because it's not all of those things. Shotgun go, oh, it's just boring, it's just it's just a throwback to 90s thrillers. It's like Yeah, so that's
2: one of the big criticisms that's been that's been levelled against it is its comparisons in sort of tone and content to seven.
3: Right? Seven's a
2: 26 year old Um I I I don't know, I, I was reading these these reviews saying about it being just it's just like a it's a it's part of piece for seven and blah 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 not a bad film to be being compared to for a start and also the the script was written an awfully long time ago
3: before seven actually yeah
2: so it's i I just i feel like it's a bit unfair but if you get a fairly ambiguous police procedural with the suspect or killer or whatever playing with the police you are going to get those comparisons it doesn't mean that those films shouldn't be made
3: can i throw an example here so, for instance, and that is something that he's getting, what is it saying? Oh, well, it's just a, it, it, it's just... It's just 7. It's just to be seven. To be 7. It's like, well, no. 7's a 26-year-old movie, mm. right? So, do people throw the same accusation when Nightcrawler came out that, oh, it's just trying to be taxi driver?
4: Mm.
3: It, they don't. They say, oh, it's taking a lot of influences from Taxi Driver. And it, it is a little bit like, oh, like you said there, no, it's a police procedural
4: movie,
3: mm. I used to, they're all going to get drawn out I don't think it's actually got that many... I, I, it didn't remind me that much of Seven. I
2: think it's more... No. For me, Jared Leto's character feels a lot like... Um, feels a he's, lot got, like he's got,
1: yeah, it's got some really. John Doe fucking yeah. feeling to him, any.
2: But also, he's, he's got a bit of a kind of Robin Williams in, um, in the Zombie, zombie yeah. vibe yeah. to it as well. Yeah. And, and they were the two performances that I kind of went ooh, it's kind of it. it it's similar to like in, feels influenced by those performances, but I wouldn't ever kind of go what well, shit because of that is just copying Robin Williams or he's just copying Kevin Spacey. I just think if you're playing that kind of character, then those comparisons are going to be made, but it's not. It doesn't have to be like which well, shit because of that.
3: The problem I, I think there's a there's a level of um of a little bit like whenever a movie like this comes out that is a, a mid-budget thriller that doesn't rely on set pieces, doesn't rely on special effects,
4: mm.
3: but relies on being well-made and well-acted and looking good. Mm. And it does, I think it looks like yeah, it's a yeah. very good-looking movie yeah. uh, without looking flashy. Um, the problem is now, it is, there's such a, a need to compare things.
4: Mm, so mm. people
3: will then go, oh, it's not as good as Seven or it's not as good as Heat. It's like, oh, right. You're talking top-end fucking genre movies there. You're talking, like, fucking top of the tree. Why does it need to be that? Mm. You know, if I go to the cinema, if I went to the cinema and watched, and watched this and came out a bit and was like, you know, and, and every fucking – crying for that i went to was a between seven and eight out of ten and then every couple of years or every year i got one nine out of ten mm. i'd be well happy with that
4: <laughs> and yeah.
3: it, it, it's the problem is it, it's one of those things where people always go on about and say that these movies don't you know do exist and they're becoming more rare and it's like yeah this is why but this is why because people, really... sh- people needlessly shit on them for no fucking reason.
2: It just feels lazy to me. It's like, oh, this kind of feels vaguely similar to this thing, but it's not as good, so I'm just going to shit on it. It's like that. That's not. That's not valid reviewing.
3: No, it's not. I. I, I the thing is, uh, I don't know. I think because it's a genre that I that that I love, a yeah. type of movie that I love.
2: We're a it, bit biased. When
3: we? when they come about, I, I like them because it's it's. It's, it's, a new one it, to it's something that that, <laughs> that 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 I really really like.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, and the problem is then when you get when people chirp in and start going, "I am rich is shit." This, like, it's like, you're all you're doing is you're narrowing the amount of things that I'm gonna like. <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, 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 sorry, I was just enjoying that conversation. It's nice when you two are in a flow and you're not arguing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Mark Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I heard
0: that <laughs> yeah uh, the, I, Sorry.
2: another criticism that's been leveled at it is oh is this really a film we need right now when there's um, all this stuff about police getting away with hurting people and it's like this this isn't about that Again, that feels like a lazy comparison
3: Do you know what I'd say to those people at that point I'd go, go Ooh, if you want a film that tackles that and that takes that head on um, I've got a great recommendation for you. When they go, oh, all right, go. Cool. Yeah, watch a film called Drag Across Concrete. It's quite long, but <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it addresses those points that you're aching right now.
2: <laughs> but I, I do kind of get the whole they're helped to cover up this stuff that they do and they don't really get a neither of them get a comeuppance apart from their own self imposed come which obviously is what Denzel is trying to save Rami Malik from by sending him the hair clip. I, I, I kind of get that, but it's not. This isn't a movie about corrupt cops no. beating people and killing them because they don't give a shit. One's an accident because there's a murderer on the loose and someone comes out the bushes and he's scared. The other one's an accident because he's fucking pissing him off because he's been a dickhead, yeah. and it's it's an it's an accident. Mm. You know, I I, just, I don't feel like that really is a yeah. There's that, 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 other films you could you could take issue with.
3: That that that's a oh please seriously. Mm. This is why we can't have nice things. Mm. It, 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 that is that is a massive version of that. Yeah. It's, uh... mm-hmm. it's it I get the feeling that for me a little bit. And it, not everyone will, will, will like this movie, and I, I I I get that because it's that. But it's a little bit like it's a movie for grown-ups so if you don't like grown-up movies then don't watch it yeah yeah
2: yeah if you don't like watching a murder investigation movie that slowly unfolds that's what this is don't watch it yeah go and watch a Marvel movie
3: if you think Rick and Morty is the height of comedy don't watch this yeah this is the
1: comedy of the year, is it, Mark? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. What I mean is, it, it, it's that that element of I don't know, just a. Uh, but
2: uh, well, the thing is, I, I, get, I get it. It is quite poddy. and if you don't like slow-paced movies, that that, that you kind of have to, you have to be patient with me. You, you have to kind of, you have to take that time with them. to, to you have to let it unfold. It's not just fucking immediate gratification. If if that's not your kind of movie, then
3: don't don't watch it. But then don't shit all over it either. There's no set piece in it. No. I think that that it will throw people. And I think it it, what happened was in the in the 90s you had this you had the the you had the 80s which had had a lot of you had action cinema, you had action stars, and these films were action movies. And then as they as the 90s started to come in, you had things like uh, Lands. Uh, became very was very successful mm. both critically and commercially, um, and so you had there was a procedural uh, element towards that, and it was a little bit darker and things like that. So you you moved out from the action movies of things like um, you know your, your diehards and your Schwarzenegger movies and things like that, and, and you move more into you hadn't quite hit special effects weren't quite a thing yet, um, so thrillers and that started from a bit of a boom you know the fugitive made a shitload of money and that's that's what was making money mm. uh, and then once you started hitting the, the late 90s uh, the noughties it, it, special effects were becoming more prevalent and that's what it was and it, it became less about story more about spectacle some
2: trashy horror was a big thing in the nineties as well
3: it was but that was that was, there was like a genre thing yeah. that started to come back yep. and that w- was Bob out of the screen mm. um, uh, but then um, and, and part of that was a throwback to, um, you know, the 80s horror, uh, because people could shoot really cheap on digital, yeah. like they could shoot cheap on video in the 80s, and so you had that element. But what happened while all this was going on is the your, your action movies that were usually, or your, your thrillers became action movies game because you could do these things with set pieces mm-hmm. um, using special effects. Yeah. And then what happened there is the problem was that you couldn't you couldn't have, for instance, a and the Fast and Furious series are, are, a, are a key example in this, in the fact that Fast and Furious movies starting out as 15s, but then you couldn't hit every quadrant to that, so they had to go out to 12s.
4: Yeah.
3: And so that's that's what happened and you know it's the bastardization of what you had with these movies to what they are now what is taking up their space now Mm. um has led to things like every movie that normally 25 years ago for instance bad boys was an 18 Mm. um 12 it has to be it it wasn't because the bad boys was still 15 Mm. but it had to be it had to be nostalgia it had to be bombastic it Mm. had to have big special effects it had to have a hip-hop soundtrack and it had to have all of these things and i really liked bad boys for life but it's just if you take it from where it was in you know the mid 90s to the mid 90s one to the one we have now in, in those three movies they're actually quite far away from each other in terms of for what they actually are um, and what they represent and, and all three of them are quite different and it just it's a weird it's, it's a weird little pocket of cinema that is that occasionally crops up and when something crops up and it's good at, at prisoners for instance mm. um, we go oh God, I wish there was more movies like that but then studios will go fuck, it, we'll make a couple of these that, that, that mirrors something like this because prisoners and things like that are successful but then no one goes to see them so they, it slows down again until one accidentally makes a shitload of money and yeah. then it bounces like that and it's always, it's like westerns you know, fucking going back to you know, the 50s and the 60s, you know, westerns were the thing that made money in cinema you know, now we get the occasional western because they don't really make money and then you'll have a little boom like the early 90s where westerns made a bit of money, you know, in, in um, Tombstone, Dance on the Walls and post that and then recently you had another thing with westerns where they made a bit of money because of um Django and they had a the Magnificent Seven and things like that but because that didn't make as much money as they hoped it would do it's kind of gone off the wave again and it'll pop back up again in three or four years time when something accidentally makes a shitload of money mm.
2: war movies come in the same kind of way yeah war movies it, it, it's it's I like
3: movies, it's yeah. cyclical in the way it works and yeah. there
4: ends my TED talk <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that. Uh, love, love, love like hearing you guys. When, I don't know. This seems very much like a Mark and Becky one, so I wanted to uh, kind of like leave you be, uh, leave you be with there, guys. And uh, to be fair, um, the dog's got an ostrich bone in the background and has been going nuts with it, so I've had my mic muted for a couple of minutes. So, uh,
2: where did she find and kill an ostrich?
1: Oh, she has always no. <laughs> No, like no, we, we order them on the internet and they fucking last months.
3: Nice. I'm not surprised that massive ostriches.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Like these bones are big and she fucking loves them. Don't you, Keeks? Yeah. Oh, she just I think broke I a bit I'll say there.
2: about the little things before we move on. Yeah. A, a definitely not shit for me. Oh, definitely not shit. For I would sure. be pleasantly surprised, but surprised if this isn't in my top 10 of the year.
3: Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's long straight into what I would be going. Yeah, that'll be a top ten. Of the year considerer, yeah. and I'll be very happy if it's not in my top ten. Yeah, because it means we'll have seen ten, 10, long, 10 is better films, which is always films. yay. But I, yeah, I, I, I will. I would say we will watch this at least once more this year, probably twice.
2: Yes, <laughs> it will go into our thriller rotation. It will,
3: do yeah. we Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Yeah. Dave, yeah, for sure, definitely not shit. It's a good time. Our audience poll definitely not shit sixty-seven per cent. Touching cloth eleven percent and shit twenty-two per cent.
4: The Mulberry boys every Friday night on the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back in the J strums in the zone. Introduce the co
0: host, he doesn't do it alone. PC Is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset. You can hear him snort. Pop culture, movies, TV shows, and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews, news, and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around. He will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast, the Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? What? The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy. Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast. And I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you and go listen to his film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show, So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on and let his film, her movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's time for some what we've been watching. And uh, who wants to kick it off, guys? What have you watched solo, Becky?
2: Well, I've only watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy solo, and if I'm going to go... And be a uh, welcome guest on Ian and Jordan's There and Back Again. I will not say too much about them.
3: Alright. Uh, so. Give me one second. No. Okay. I have not I think watched.
2: That's, I think yeah, that's all I've watched. I started watching Seaberg today. I will not be watching the rest of it.
3: Not very good. It's dull. Uh, I've, I've I've not watched anything on my own Well I have, but they're on the playing it forward uh, thing. So what I will say there is Jade. I'll just do a very really quick what is it, but if you want to hear more in more detail what I thought of this movie and what Ian thought of these movies, then please um listen to Playing Up Forward on the Pog Syndicate bonus feed, shows. Um but Jade, yeah, it's just fucking great. It, it but it very much is one of the most smart movies I made. Um Night Moves is really good. Gene Hackman is just Gene Hatman is just wonderful. we watched quite a bit of Gene Hatman recently, haven't we? Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. In, in, in getting gritty with it. In
3: getting gritty with it, yes. Um, and then uh, Blue Collar surprised me. Really, really good film. Um, Contains, which I don't think we've mentioned this, Ian. A, a, a really weird sex thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't get mentioned on Play It Forward, so I think I can mention it here. It contains a really weird sex scene where it's literally a guy banging a girl on the floor, but they are literally crawling along the floor as up it's. a the
1: carpet. Along the yeah. carpet
3: in the total throws. But it, it, it's almost like rhythmic and like walking. It's so bizarre.
2: Oh, I saw a Valentine's card advertised the other day that yeah. reminded me of. um. That fucking film that you love with Madonna in it. Oh, buddy.
1: body of evidence.
2: Body of evidence. That's the one on top of the car. Yeah. It? Yeah. There's there's a Valentine's Day card that I saw that said "Sit on my face and blame like a donut." Yes. <laughs> and, it,
4: and it made me think of body of evidence.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, if we're not going to talk about um, don't let go, then
1: you could talk about don't let go. You could you could talk about it, babes. Okay. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um. But you can you can jump in because I don't like holding court. It makes me feel like self-conscious. Don't go. Um yeah, so obviously this was this was your contribution, wasn't it, Ian, to paying it forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I've spoken about it quite a few times. Um really took me by surprise, actually. It's it's not not that it was good, because obviously you have good taste, but it it took me by surprise how um like kind of kind of how thought-provoking it was. There's there's like a lot of little bits in it that are like that is nice. There's the the shot where he he goes to the cafe in his time, and she goes to the cafe in the past, and they do the whole bit with the bubble gum.
1: Yeah, fucking brilliant.
2: And then it shows the shot from outside, and they're both sat at the table. Oh, that's a beautiful shot. Wonderful shot.
3: Um,
2: the the bit as well where he gets her to spray the red cross onto the door. Um, and Mark Mark sort of turned to me and he was like, "Oh, if a red cross just starts gradually appearing, then I'm gonna lose my shit." Um, and I was like, no, it won't appear while he's watching. It'll appear when he goes in the room or something. He'll turn back around and it'll be there. And he fucking does and it is. And it's like, and then all the world goes juddery because things have changed. Um, and then there's the bit as well, because um, it's a bit where he changes one thing. I think he gets her to call the police on his dad, or, on her dad yeah, or something. And the timeline changes, but she still dies. She just died a day earlier. And it's like, fuck. It's, like, like, butterfly effect type shit. I mean, like, little changes are not necessarily going to have the effect that you think that they're going to have. It's a fucking great movie. Butterfly
1: effect. I put Ah. Uh, I've got to be on it. Right, the butterfly effect. Slight tangent before I forget. One of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life is the butterfly effect, where there is a shot of, like, a bath tap. And then just in from the corner this is at least how I remember it, in from the corner of the frame comes Ashton Kutz's stub stump to uh, to fucking turn it on. For some reason that fucking killed me.
2: Did he not did the did the original ending where he strangled himself with his unbelief cord in the womb not kill you as well? It's yeah. like oh. let's be real. Embryos don't have that kind of autonomy, do they? They're not, they're not there, able to do shit like that. Afton
3: Cooks is a very smart man.
2: I mean... <laughs> so how presents to the world. I know, it? which is amazing,
3: because he really is. Yeah, he is, yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, sorry, yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was clever in that, because you kind of think that you're going to go through this kind of timeline and he's going to do something and then she's going to be fine. And then he does something and then she's still not fine. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's got to get this exactly right. There's, there's variables here. And it, it, it kind of, it makes it right, fuck, you know, but I pay a bit more attention to because this is going to get intense. And it, 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 it does really draw you in. I was I was really, really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. Mm. Oh
4: God, I was very touched by it, yeah. yeah. Good, good. Are we going on to
2: Adam Sandler Made Me Cry?
3: Yes, Adam Sandler Made Me Cry. Uh, go on.
2: <laughs> So we watched Blended. Um, have you seen Blended, Ian? Yeah? I've actually not Oh, okay, so basically uh, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Gone Blind Day. Yeah,
1: you, you watched
3: Blended, I re-watched Blended. You re
2: Blended, because, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the previous Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler movie is... Well, where else is there?
3: There is. We didn't sing Thursday. it on 50
4: First Oh gosh, yeah, we didn't sing it. I
2: always forget that her, because she's very young in it. But yeah, the, 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 the other collaborations that they've done... They're banners, are they? Fifty First Date is fucking great. Possibly a touch problematic viewing it through today's lens that he just keeps kind of going and pretending that he doesn't know it. It's a bit kind of manipulative.
3: But No, but we watched it recently and it doesn't come across that way. No, it doesn't. It's quite charming.
2: On paper.
3: Yeah, paper get okay, to fuck out.
2: Um but yeah, they bounce off each other very, very well. So yeah, so they he's a widower, she is a divorcee, um, the kid's father is her kid's
3: father is well it is is her kid's father is played by Joel McHale so being the
2: most Joel McHale (laughs) that he could possibly be. So he's a bit shit. Um and they're on a blind date and he takes her to Hooters and it just doesn't go well. Um and she's in the bathroom (laughs) telling her friends, uh telling her babysitter to call up with an emergency in like five minutes time. And then she gets back to the table and his babysitter or kid eldest kid calls up with an emergency and it's like ah i see what you did there <laughs> um but then uh, through various circumstances they end up on holiday together don't they his boss and her his boss and her
3: and her business partner i've each, each, each other which they don't know about and they end up splitting up and both of them end up taking on the holiday without the other person knowing. Yeah,
2: it. yeah. So they end up there and then uh, <clears throat> Terry Crews is singing and it's all about blended families and stuff like that and, and yeah, and obviously obviously gradually over the holiday they they form a connection and it's sort all of thing and then
4: What? I know,
2: it's shocking. Um and then they they kind of nearly kiss, don't they? And then he has a bit of a kind of crisis of whatever because his he's middle daughter is still very caught up about the mother and still imagines that she's there as a presence and mm. he, he just can't do it so they, she thinks she's been rejected he just can't take that it, step and then they end up back at home and through various circumstances end up meeting back up again don't they and yeah. um, is, is,
1: is, is this the kind of adam sandler film where the mother is played by like octavia spencer and just every now and then it cuts to her just going. Mm, 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 mm. No, 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 she's dead. Yeah, but I'm saying like the ghost of her, like it's a joke. Uh, it's just no, like, oh, no, would not expect it, it... Adam Sandler to be married to Octavia Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> right. it, 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 it,
3: it's it's not one of Sandler's silly voice movies.
1: Okay, all right, that
4: that's yeah, it's that's very the distinction, isn't it?
2: It's so very heartfelt, and 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 and. the the youngest of her children so she's got two boys and he's got three girls um and he's raised his girls in the best way that a father on his own can so they're very he, he just treats them like boys basically they've got short hair they wear sports clothes they do a lot of sport she's raising her boys and she's trying she's she's a very anxious mother so she doesn't really let them do anything one of them's got like add type symptoms the other one wanks to photos of his babysitter's his head stuck onto like yeah the
3: kind of a masturbator is a big fucking deal in this movie yeah
2: yeah and adam sandler frequently refers to him as the masturbator, <laughs> yeah. which is fun um <laughs> so yeah so obviously they're missing a mother her kids are missing a father and because john McHale's kind of shit the, the the younger one that's got all this like pent-up energy he, he, he plays baseball but he's not very really good at it so like while they're away in Africa Adam Sandler kind of gives him a bit of like coaching about like hitting the ball and all this kind of stuff and it's 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 quite a nice little moment but then they go back and John McHale's the father and he doesn't want to like step on his toes so he doesn't go to he's not there at his game but then he's like no, I just, I realised that I should be here. And, like, he goes and he's, like, he's shouting to him about, like, you oh, know, I lift your elbow, you can do this, you can do this. And it's just, it's so... I don't know whether it's a step kid thing, but it made me cry because it just made me think, like, he's there for him. And it's not his kid, it doesn't have to be, but he's fucking there because he's a good dad.
3: I think it, it it's... I think we were talking about this when we were actually watching it because uh, I, I, I had said to you, look, give this a go because it's, it's actually... When Sandler is on form, and he's on form more often than he's not. Right? That's the myth about Adam Sandler, mm. is he's actually on form more than he's not. When he's on form, he's either very, very funny, or he's very, very charming. And he's very, very charming in this. And Drew Barrymore is also very charming in this. Drew Barrymore is very
2: charming in like, pretty much any scenario. But
3: they're, they're, they're funny, but they've never tried. It's not gross-out comedy. No. It's not that. It's just, it's situational amusement. And the most, the silliest thing of, in the entire movie is Terry Crews playing a the leader of a band that is at the okay. resort. Yeah. Uh, who just crops up in random places and starts singing at them. Yeah. Whilst dancing and twitching his pecs.
2: I mean, that is, that is. It good. is. Some good Blendings
3: genuinely I think is a is, is a great movie. Yeah. That had it come across earlier in Sandler's career, would be celebrated in the same way as something like Wedding 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 singer is celebrated. But because it came about towards the end of his cinematic career, just before everything started going to Netflix, it's viewed as being less so.
4: But it's lumped
2: in with all that Netflix shite, isn't it?
3: I mean, there's some quality stuff in that Netflix shite. Right? I think it's more that it, it, it came about around the same time as like things like Grown Ups and Jack and Jill and bits like that. Um, mm. And it, it's not. But it also is very much, uh, oh, look, Adam Sandler wanted to go to Africa. There's all the family. Yeah, yeah. It's that. You know, There was a few of these movies for a few years where Adam Sandler went somewhere, went on holiday, <laughs> <laughs> and made a movie and got paid $30 million for doing it.
2: No, nah, it's, it's, it's really good. It, it properly took me by surprise. It, the thing is, an Adam Sandler film done well, they they have a lot of heart to them. They do have, they're sweet films, a lot of them. Should it be Halloween. Should
3: be Halloween is it be yeah. Halloween? It's a sweet film. It is.
2: It, I just wish you didn't do the voice.
3: Uh, fair enough, but I think it, it, it of the voice movies, it's a higher caliber. It yep. is, yep. yeah. Um, we also watched A Time to Kill as part of our <laughs> Getting Rich With It. Um I think we'll. we'll, 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 we'll Sorry, we'll, we'll 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 do a little quick bit on these, but then I think we will do a a, a pod for the pod for the for the patrons to to watch it. So if you want to hear us talk more about that? There will be a Patreon podcast at some point in the, in the near future. Can
2: I just point out to you that you just said a pod for the pod 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 patrons?
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. I went I went Fully is DJ.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so A Time to Kill, uh, the Joe Schumacher. Um, so
2: what was the previous one to this? Because the previous one had comic relief. Didn't we? We commented last week that A Time to Kill does not have comic relief.
3: The previous one to this was The Client, wasn't it? That's not got much comic relief. The Firm? It was The Firm and it was The Client.
2: Was it The Firm? Cabin Boy. See in it?
3: The Firm does have Gary seen yeah. in it, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's, why, that's what we were saying. But
3: I would say this has... No, I think this one has more... Because it has a lot of a plot in it. And so he he adds a little bit of what is it but the drama is amped up when you add the fact that the clan are a very big thing in this movie and the whole story is cruxed upon a rape and near murder of a little black girl.
2: Oh, a rape and attempted lynching of a little
3: black yes. girl. Yes, yeah. Who's Oliver Platt? Well, Platt plays
2: his, his mate. Yes. No, but he's not. He's not like in, in like stupid funny mode though, is he? Like Gary Busey's kind of stupid funny.
3: In... I don't think. I'm not I don't think he actually is in the firm. I just think Gary Busey himself is just amusing. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. And there's whats his face in this as well, isn't there? Is he? Is
3: his... The only bit I would say that is very strange about A Time to Kill is it's like halfway through, Joe Schumacher went, so I've got Sandy B and I've got Matty Mac and I need to get these guys together. But the problem is, I gave him a hot wife earlier and I've just I sent her away. But now if I have him burn her, I'd lose all fucking sympathy,
2: for his, sympathy for
3: his character.
2: But I like that. It, 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 you don't see it often where you have sexual tension in the film between characters that then they don't end up shagging. Yeah. Because... It, because, because Filmmakers are lazy, and they know people like seeing sex. And in this, you have sexual tension between those two characters, and they don't do anything.
3: Yeah, and, the, you, and you, I like that. you literally have a scene where she literally says, "Do you want me to stay?" And he says, "Yes." That's why you should go. Which that's why you should go. Yeah. And that's it. And it, it, you say, "Yeah, that's actually fair enough." Yeah, you're right there. But um,
2: There's Donald Sutherland, Sutherland in it doing a, a fucking great Southern accent?
3: Yep. Um, Ashley Judd in it just being. Judd, yeah. Really
2: me
3: out when Ashley blonde and stuff. Yeah, she had a blonde little period for mm. like a couple of years, between mm. like '94 and '96. She was blonde. Better
1: I, I just had to remind myself that you weren't still talking about Blended. I was thinking, oh, Donald Sutherland, Ashley Judd were in Blended. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, but yeah, it, it, also Samuel L. Jackson uh, in a a pre-Samuel Jackson role. Right? yeah, uh, yeah. In, in, in that
2: before he was
3: yeah yeah it's it's really good uh is a time to kill it's maybe a touch too long though mm, and gets a little bit too earnest towards the end i think but i think the reason why you go to this movie is partially is for the earnestness
2: yeah i mean it's really heavy shit that they're dealing with in it like with, with some of the other ones it's it, it, there's room for a little bit of comic relief and there's room for it to be a little bit lighter this the subject matter is is
3: well, that's it. Nah. You, you, you've got, the, you, you've got um, Matthew O'Connor closing statement that he gives, and he's going through it, and you watch it going, oh, do you know what? Filmmaker and Matt, you, you're laying it on a bit thick here. Mm. And then he punches you with the line of now imagine she's white. And it's just like, fuck. All yeah. right, well fucking played. But the brilliance of that is Samuel Jackson's reaction to it. And he just turned around and was like, oh shit mm. i see what you've done there
2: um well a bit where, where samuel jackson has a conversation with him as well about like why why he wanted him mm. to represent him instead of the naacp
4: mm.
2: is you know you're you're one of them you're one of the bad guys you just need to say what would need, be needed to convince you you need to decide what would convince you and then obviously that sets Martin mcconaughey often a little kind of well what got me and what pissed me off so much about this was looking at my little girl mm. and thinking what if it was her yeah. and then you know all the pieces come together
3: and then moving on uh, continuing with uh getting grisham with it we went on the chamber which is more clan action
4: more clan action yeah well, they're
3: quite clanny these weren't they yeah, yeah. um
2: I, I get the feeling that john grisham doesn't doesn't
3: don't like the clan. I, I don't. I mean, I, 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 I don't think many people like the clan unless you're in the clan. I think if you're in the clan. I think yeah. in the, even I think a lot of those don't actually like it. No.
4: Um.
3: But yeah, it gets clanny again. Um. With uh, Jim's Foley's the chamber. but not, not quite as strong as the firm. Um, a time to kill or, um, the other one that has have got the
4: client. <laughs>
2: But, Thought-provoking, though, because you've got, you know, Gene Hackman's playing this this character who's a baby killer, clansman, piece of shit.
3: And unapologetic about it. And
2: unapologetic about it. But when he's actually, when Chris O'Donnell's, who is he, his grandson, but he's changed his name and basically, like, wiped, you know, washed his hands of, of, of Gene Hackman and that side of the family. Um, But... When he goes and he's interviewing him and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, he, he obviously he holds these 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 beliefs because he's been raised with them. But he's not he's not a baby killer because it wasn't really his bomb, and he's just kind of to to protect someone higher up in the clan. He's, he's taken the blame and he's about to go to the fucking gas chamber for it. But he's still a piece of shit. But the film manages to make him a relatively sympathetic piece of shit because you kind of.
3: The, the, I think it, I, I think in almost any other actor's hands,
4: mm.
3: it wouldn't work. No, but in Gene Hackman's hands, it works really well. In the sense that what he does is he shows you the monster quite mm. frequently and quite often. He shows you the monster, the an, an unapologetic <laughs> version of the monster, but also at the same time shows you the humanity behind it all as mm. well, mm. and. He does, he becomes an almost sympathetic character. Mm. Um, But it's almost like even he knows he's beyond redemption and that, yeah, he might not be responsible for this, but he still probably deserves to to die. Mm. And it doesn't try and get you to, you don't, it puts in a thing of, of, does this person deserve to die? It doesn't go to that. It goes, look, you either agree with corporal punishment or you don't.
2: Well, well, here you are. That's um, a conversation that A Time to Kill tackled as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Sandra Bullock goes to help Matthew McConaughey because she didn't believe in the death penalty. He believes in the death penalty, but doesn't believe that Samuel L. Jackson deserves it.
3: So, yeah, and it, it's a very inter- that's a very interesting scene, mm. actually, in A Time to Kill, yeah. where she where she says, I thought you were a liberal, and he's like, I am a liberal. It, I, just because I'm a liberal doesn't mean I have to agree with everything that you say." I don't agree with I, I do agree with the death Yeah, it was a really interesting scene. And then she loses her shit, storms out, and then has to kind of back down a little bit. Yeah. Um but yeah, the chamber it's good, but it's not of that level. And then we'll next watch the Rainmaker. We did. There's
2: some current relief in this one.
3: Uh yes, there's a lot of current relief in this one. Weirdly, out of all of these so far, we've had two Joel Schumacher's. Yeah. A Sidney Pollock and a James Foley. Uh, have been the other ones so far, directors of these, um, and then this one's a Francis Ford Coppola. So
2: you'd think, gosh, this is going to be beautifully directed. Yeah, this is going to be the best directed. It's
3: the most TV looking of the lot of them. Yeah. yeah, it is an absolute. Oh, remember that time when Francis Ford Coppola was Francis Ford Coppola, and it's actually only a really small amount of time. Um, <laughs> Rainmaker is good, but it's more. Charging on the energy of, for instance, Matt Damon's youthful exuberance and Danny DeVito just being really quite good in a Danny DeVito role.
2: You do get the satisfaction of seeing John Voight get the rug pulled out from under his feet and get really pissed off, though.
3: Yeah, another actor who I still don't think has ever actually been good in anything. I just <laughs> think people think he's been good in things.
2: Claire Danes doing like a voice is always—it's always a fun time to watch as well.
3: Yeah. I enjoyed the Rainmaker. I'm just not sure it's that good a movie. Yeah. And it's two and a bit hours long.
2: Yeah.
3: But yeah, but and also now we are uh, halfway through the Gingerbread Man,
1: aren't we? Yes. Uh, so yeah, there'll be more there'll be more Grishy talk next week. Yeah, well. What have you be watching is? Looking forward to that, man. Um. Okay, so. It was a, a a lot of playing it forward and 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 whatnot and uh, the spy who loved me for the Patreon. So, um, did, did I talk about Welcome to Marwin last week? I've got a feeling. Ugh, that, no, oh, I thought I forgot it. So, yeah, Welcome to Marwin. I was I welcomed myself to Marwin, which is uh, uh, Robert Zemeckis' film from a couple of years back. One of, one of the kind of the biggest bombs of the last few years, quite frankly. It only cost like forty million dollars, but made something like six or seven worldwide you know like really quite a big bomb um and i know bex you've seen it and just were a little bit meh on it yeah bex is quite a grab a drink oh okay <laughs> back um, I, th- I think that's right anyway so i was um i was i was kind of like weirdly pleasantly surprised by it i i can't say it's good but it's fucking interesting um basically so um if anyone's seen marwin cole the the documentary it's a fictional version of that where basically um a guy was uh jumped and attacked uh by some people in a bar or almost killed him um basically because he made some sort of comment about uh liking wearing women's shoes And he does, you know, um, um, and the trauma of uh, what had happened is played out through him making a uh, fictional village of models uh, in a Belgian town called Marwin, a fictional Belgian town. And Leslie Mann plays uh, a new neighbor who, comes into his life and he thinks essentially he could maybe kind of begin his life again he kind of falls for her um while the toys who are motion capture performed by steve carell and like the women in uh the main character's life um kind of go on adventures which play out the kind of the PTSD that he's suffering in his head. Um, so the family hit of the year, obviously. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's such a Robert is thinking, I can get my visual effects toys out and I can fucking tell this story. Oh, a documentary's already told this story. no, I can tell this story bit of um, hubris that only a frankly like white male director who has had spots of success over the previous 30 years could probably get away with. Um, but the, 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 the visualization of it all is undeniably. uh Visually. Uh, in, in engaging you know um it's doing some wild shit and not just in that there is a moment late on where there is a static shock uh shot sorry of Steve Carell on a sofa which is one of the like the most quietly devastating things I've seen in a while. Um, what led to that moment is kind of fucking ridiculous, but the way it's played, it, it's something. I, yeah, I it, it 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 doesn't work, but fair fucking play to Zemeckis trying it. It's like cats doesn't work. Fair play, you gave it a go. You had way more money than you should have had, and way more star power than you should have had, and you're riding on previous success. But I can't say I didn't hate it. Which is caps and welcome to Marwin. A-,
3: a weird double
1: bill, <laughs> weird odd double bill. Um, and yeah, with all the other stuff that we've uh been um. Uh, watching and whatnot the only other thing i've got for this week is pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl (laughs) it's on disney plus 4k dolby vision looks nice it's not available in 4k or physically or anything so i was quite happy with that And you know it was saturday night i was a bit hungover and it was just like i just want to like Indulge and wallow in something for like two and a half hours. Yeah, all right then. The first Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp, he's bloody good in this. He is. The thing
3: is, uh, I, I, I've seen I think all of them, including the one that I keep forgetting exists. I, the, let's be honest, the first Pirates of the Caribbean is a fun movie. Yeah. it's good. It's
1: good.
4: Mm.
1: I, 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 you know, I, I'm gonna watch the others i haven't seen the fifth one um so i'm I'm, you know i'm kind of intrigued from from uh, that aspect alone but yeah i mean he's good kira knightley's fun orlando bloom is there um jeffrey rush is having a fun time you know it's just it's a it's a knockabout adventure
3: it, it, it was weird, because it, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was, yeah. Disney took a punt on something,
2: mm.
3: and it really fucking worked. Yeah.
2: But then the problem is, they've been flogging that fucking horse since, and they've killed it, as a franchise. That that first movie still stands up.
1: But, I mean, like, in the last 10 years, there has only been two Pirates films.
2: That's too too many,
1: though. I mean, in tw- <laughs> the thing is, in 20 years... There have been five, and in the last ten there's been two, you know like and and they the, they went at two at two grit a lick to start off with, yeah, and well, they, I mean they shot two a and three and then left it, sorry,
2: they should have just done it as a trilogy and left it there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, the key creatives in the camera dropped out. Like, or Verbinski only did the first three, and then they got Rob Marshall in for the fourth one. And, it, you know, and, and I think that the people who did *Contiki* I think, did the fifth one, which is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I it's, I, you know, Johnny Depp, complicated fellow. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean.
2: That was very diplomatic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean probably the film that started him on his journey to being that kind of complicated fellow who could spend tens of thousands of pounds a week on wine. Yeah. You know, before Pirates that wouldn't have happened, after Pirates Slippy Slope. Um but yeah, I, I I I yeah, I think it's really entertaining. I like Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm looking forward to watching at least the next two. What I
3: would say is, um, on Stranger Tides, the fourth one, mm. is it's weird because it's not very good, but every time Penelope Cruz is on screen, it is fantastic because she's brilliant in it. Yeah, she is. Brilliant. She's just phenomenally entertaining in it. Oh, I
2: know, I want to watch the Pirates movie.
1: It's just, Ian McShane's the wrong one. That's got to be more fun than I remember it being. The fifth one, Javier Bardem's the bad guy. How yep. the fuck have I not seen that?
3: It's it's a weird one is the fifth. It's it's surprisingly low energy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um, You know, I mean, it's Johnny Depp, what, like four years ago. That's yeah. going to be some low energy Johnny Depp.
3: It's uh, yeah, it's it, it it's odd. It's really fucking odd. Is is um, no Tales. I'll
1: get to it. Or or in some areas it's called Salazar's Revenge. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of, made eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, fucking ridiculous.
3: Fucking hell. The thing is, it, it's mental. The amount of money these movies made. It it is. Insane how successful a franchise this was. The one that made the least was the first. How much that made? Uh, And that made uh, $654 million. In 2003 money, yes, please. Dead Man's Chest in 2006, a billion. At World's End in 2007, Nine hundred sixty million. Stranger Tides in two thousand and eleven, a billion. And Dead Men Tell No Tales in yet yeah, two thousand seventeen, eight hundred million. It's it it never it, it never had a,
1: a dip. Mm. You know, it's not worth. not a dip enough to go oh dear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It,
3: it never it never had one that cost three hundred million dollars and only made it only made two hundred fifty million dollars. Mm. You know, but people will say that they're a bit crap but clearly there was still people so still want what he's yeah. going to see them. you know, and I think there's there's supposed to be another one as well isn't there, at some
1: point. Well it's the Margot Robbie one, like they're backing away from Johnny Depp and they reckon it's going to be Margot Robbie doing like a female fronted reboot would watch yeah. no. we'll watch.
2: We will
3: not Why?
2: I'm a bit over Margot Robbie Why? I just
4: don't think she's very good in what? I'll, yeah.
1: I'll, I'll watch Margaret Robbie be a drunk pirate any day I, of the fucking week. Jesus
3: Christ. You actually do like her and stuff. You just don't like the. There's something there. Is this Catty jealousy?
4: What?
3: Is this Catty jealousy? What,
4: mm-hmm.
3: what do you like her in? I don't know. <laughs> You're going to struggle here, aren't you? <laughs> because you like Birds of prey. She doesn't make that many movies. She's an odd yeah. one, it's Margaret Robin. She doesn't make that much.
2: She's that awful looking Mary Queen of Scots, didn't she?
4: Yeah, I see either.
2: She's that awful slaughterhouse rule.
4: Slaughterhouse rules?
2: Yeah.
4: you could going back a bit of time here Alex. <laughs> clutching. No, I just don't like You're clutching!
3: I
2: just don't like <laughs> No, I don't dislike her. I don't want to see her as a drinking pirate, though, like...
3: I'd be very up for that.
2: I know you would. Hot chick being a pirate.
3: Yep. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> At least it won't have All Under Bloom being just there. Though, will it? like, I'm glad that that little fucking dark shadow on cinema's past. Just needs fucked off. And he just Katy Perry's...
4: Yeah, he's all right.
3: He's done all, right. he? all right for himself, <laughs> I have. He
2: has, yeah, but stick to doing that. i I'm just impregnate Katy Perry every once in a while and just stay in the background.
3: I'm sure he'd be fine with that. Yeah?
4: Yeah.
2: So I'm show sure most people would.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> not my cup of tea musically, but she's, uh, she's got certain attributes.
4: Are you
3: talking
1: about capital bangers? <laughs> capital bangers. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: And on and that note, let's have some questions. Wait, uh let me
3: get my, I, I just put my phone away in spite the fact that I knew that that was coming. Filler, filler, filler. Um, uh, there
2: we go. Have we got a salty question again this week?
3: Uh, we have uh, Christopher Burns. Christopher Burns says, No question. I just think Mark should see this. And it's a um, promotion for the Polly Shaw movie in the army now, where Polly Shaw literally shaved people's heads <laughs> on MTV. Very, <laughs> Very good. good. I would have been. Yes. Uh and it would have been fun.
1: Shave me,
2: Polly, shave me.
3: Don't quite think i have been like that. I think you would. Uh Plington. um, if Mark gave a film a five and classed it as a definitely shit, does that mean the rating system is definitely shit one to five, touching cloth six, definitely not shit seven to ten? Uh Geostorm superior another entity uh, just trying to understand the correlation.
1: Uh this Yes, is, you are is, correct. Next question. Is <laughs>
3: Is in reference to me giving um outside the wire a essentially a two and a half on letterbox which would make it a five out of ten the thing is it, for me for a start I got taught down further the more I spoke about outside the wire
2: well, I think that's how discussion works doesn't it especially in the current environment you might sit and watch something and go hmm I, on my own here, without having discussed it with anybody, think it was a blah. And then on discussion with people that you can't see face-to-face at the moment because life, you then go, actually, yeah, I do have more of a problem with that than I thought I did. Or actually, I've probably been a bit harsh there, and I probably don't have as much of a problem with that. So it's fluid to an extent, isn't
3: it? It is. Uh, I think mine as well uh, boils down to the... um... For instance, I think that Outside the Wire isn't, I don't think it's a, a definitely shit because of personal things. Like I thought, um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that what's that one called that you liked that uh, is actually crap? Um, I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, I, just not my bag. So I think it's it, it, it shit, but it's a just not my bag thing. Um, so. It, there are occasionally movies like that where I can go, look, this might my a bag, but I can see it's it, it, it's it's a well-made movie, but it's not for me, so I can't say it's shit. And there's there's, there's that's so that's that's where they get a touching mm. clock. clock. Um, whereas out of the way, I had bits that I thought were were vague bits that I thought were interesting, like that, but nothing saved it from being just shit because it is just shit mm. really. Mm. And so I think it, it's like that. I think there's different. Um, like some people will ascribe with comedies and will say if a comedy makes you laugh a certain amount of times, it can't therefore be shit. I don't agree with that. Comedy is supposed to make you laugh. So if a comedy fails to make you laugh a certain amount of times, it's doing
1: less than the bare minimum. Yeah. So uh, I'm literally gonna piss myself. I'll be back in a sec. I'm so sorry.
3: So there are little bits like that where um, movies, where for instance, if you like a movie, it's somebody where that I might give uh, four out of ten, uh, and then say that it's touching mm-hmm. cloth for me
2: because you could see how other people would like it yeah
3: and so there's, there's a little bit of, of that so i think yeah it is a. I think a... i
2: think asking like how the numbers correlate to the rating is is ascribing a lot more accuracy to our system than it probably deserves <laughs> yeah
3: yeah it, it very much is that uh... it's more
2: of a good feeling kind of thing isn't it it is
3: yeah it is that then... so
2: I, would, I would never ever pre- i would never sort of go hmm that's an x amount out of 10 movie for me because i just
3: well, you don't letter box, do you? I never do. You, you, you don't put the star ratings, whereas whereas I, I'm a slave to it, because it's there I have to do it. Hmm. Uh, but then I, 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 will, I will give someone a star rating and then go, like, weeks later, we'll look at it and go, No, that was generous. Really? <laughs> or, the, it, what was surprising is the amount of movies that, I, that I, I would have thought of last year's, that I would have thought I gave um, five out of five, and I didn't, I gave them four.
2: You're dead stingy with your 5 out of 5s, though,
3: aren't you? I am really stingy with my 5 out of 5. My sweet spot is, is the 3.5 to 4.5. And, mm. and, and that's where I think that anyone uh, who, who likes me this sweet spot should be. If you're if you're going below that, then maybe movies aren't for you. They have um, to be
2: full fallout for you to get a 5 out of 5, don't they?
3: Yeah, yeah, they have to really fucking like them. Um, you know, there, there was movies in my top 10 last year that only got a 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they were, but I, I think that yeah, you know, I've maybe been a bit, you know, ahead of my bets a little bit.
2: I don't, I don't really ascribe to number reigns. That's fair. I'm a bit more loosey goosey than that.
3: But I, I quite like the idea
2: of. But then I'm very unlikely. Like it, a film has to properly piss me off to give it a shit. Yeah, yeah, you don't give a lot of shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Outside the wire, fucking deserved it. Yeah. it was
4: <laughs> <interesting.
1: laughs> Um. Next question. though. We do have another question. So Ian,
2: do you have anything to add to that conversation?
1: Uh, no, not particularly. I mean, I'd, I'd say I, I probably am more liberal, my five out of fives, um, than uh, than Mark is certainly. Um, but I think it's more because my definition of a five out of five is it might not be perfect, but I wouldn't really ask to change anything. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, I, I
2: don't know
1: why I'm like with
2: five out of five. Maybe need
1: to reassess that. Maybe need to be like a bitch. Maybe okay. No, do. Um, no uh, it's different strokes for different folks, though, isn't it? You know, it's um, I, I yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, like people who like say that they love films, but then seem to just give everything seven out of ten. I I I would maybe question a little bit, you know. But um, yeah, I it is. Yeah, I mean, it's subjective. Mm. Um. But definitely shit, definitely not shit. Touching cloth, and then the the other accoutrement we have there. You know, I I I don't think it's I I I I don't know. I, I personally I think it's better than a five star ranking for this podcast because it's more in line with <laughs> our way of doing things, I suppose. You know, and even though it's superior, that was that was one of those ratings I forgot. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot what it's been. When I, I was like,
3: oh god, that is one of our That's the rating we keep forgetting we have.
2: What is it for again? I can't even remember now.
3: Something that's beyond, uh, definitely shit.
2: Yeah, just like really fucking shit. Just
3: like get the
1: fuck out of here. Yeah. Like the grudge would be that.
4: Would be for thing. me.
1: Yeah. 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 Where it's like you actually need to get the fuck off my premises. Yeah, uh, yeah, Borat. The last Borat movie would
3: have been that for me. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would have been that. Absolutely. Uh, Rick Kidd, at Rick J. Kidd. uh, As it is completely Baltic at the moment, what are your favourite films slash sequences with a snow setting?
2: I love that. I love it when people say it's it's cold and the people say it's Baltic. love
1: it. When the woman's driving the Tesla in the snowman.
3: I like skiing movies.
1: You do. I like cool.
3: a skiing movie. So I'm gonna throw in a hot sub time machine.
1: Oh uh, mate, you need to fuck like honor Majesty Secret Service. Yeah, that, yeah, there's
3: a there's a skiing sequence in that. Oh, uh, for... Ski School uh, and Ski School two. <laughs>
1: ski Patrol. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh,
3: there's a there's a Sam Raimi one uh with Bill Paxton and a A Simple Plan, yeah. That's a fucking great movie. Fargo. I just mentioning movies that have snow in
1: them now.
2: Snow Peter.
1: I mean, the thing's almost too obvious, isn't it?
3: But it's there. Snow movies. (laughs) Snow
1: movies. Let's have a
3: look. Oh, Whiteout. Whiteout's a fucking good movie. Fucking Whiteout. Wow, yeah, all right, nice. I really like Whiteout. I, we all Whiteout on iTunes. I bought that for seven ninety nine. Of course you did. Because I wanted to watch it. Um, Yep. Fucking Day After Tomorrow. Fucking.
4: Oh, yeah, here. The
2: Shining, actually. That's a good shout. Yeah, fuck okay. off. No, the bit Sorry. in the maze where he gets frozen in the snow. That's good.
4: Yeah me. it shut
1: is Shut
2: the fuck up you fucking wanker
1: Yeah shut the fuck up you fucking wanker
2: Bitch if you don't like
3: it
1: I <laughs> should have got my team stuff
2: Yeah it should yeah. <laughs> Just as, as a warning to be on the grave Yeah Or as a guideline for how to speak to you For the afterlife
3: <laughs> That's a bit disrespectful isn't it No it's what he would have wanted <laughs> <laughs> He would have yeah. wanted zero respect <laughs>
2: oh another one as much as I, I don't like the movie um what's that awful movie with tom hiddleston that came out a few years ago
1: warhorse
2: no the house i want to say crimson pacific peak. rim crimson peak the bit where oh. <laughs> the the red through.
3: yeah that's quite cool that is so. quite good i think not mind crimson peak now our, our next watch of it we did like it
2: it's it, there's some pretty awful acting going on in there
3: it's not as good as i would have hoped it was going
2: no, to be I think that's the point it's not it's not terrible and if you take it for the melodramatic vibe that it's it's obviously going for then you know it, it's much more palatable but it should be so much better it's, it was such a disappointment the fact that what's her face was in it, it should have been a massive red flag for, from the start hmm. um yeah that's it Mia Yeah because she's just fucking terrible in everything. Um, still not forgiven her for the lovely bones.
3: Can, can I throw out a, a, a guilty pleasure? And a, a series of guilty pleasure videos really for me. Uh, things like The Day After Tomorrow, weather movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a weather movie. And so I, I really like The Day After Tomorrow. I, I watch The Day After Tomorrow like every year. And it is... It's one of those, you know, hug of a movies that you have. Yeah. It's one of those for me. Just a disaster movie but it's it's snowy and it's it, it feels like it, it it's over two hours but not like three hours long. It's like two and a bit hours long, so you can have a good fucking you can it you can sit down and start off with a Pepsi and end with a with, with, with a nice hot drink.
2: You <laughs> love a nice hot drink,
3: don't you? Yes. So that it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the day after tomorrow is one of those movies that I will watch if, like, I'm feeling like either a little bit under the weather or a little bit out of sorts. And Becky's gaming, I'll go upstairs and be like, Oh, yeah, day after tomorrow. I'll What's watch that? The you shit out you of want that. to
2: watch day after tomorrow
3: tonight? Is that what you <laughs> No, Um, but yeah, so that I would say that for snowy movies.
2: We mentioned it earlier. Um, Wind River is very snowy.
3: The Wind River is quite snowy,
4: very bleak. Oh, actually,
2: mm. I've got um, Horror Brain has engaged. Ponty Paul's a good snowy movie.
1: Ponty, Ponty is a
4: good
1: snowy movie. Yeah.
2: And 30 Days of Night's snowy as well, isn't it?
1: 30 Days of Night
3: is snowy. 30 Days of Night's a good movie, actually. It yeah.
2: Is, yeah. And it's got What's His Face in it. It's just like. This no,
3: he's, he's caught up in something soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ah, hmm. oh, whose movie is it?
2: I feel like he, he's one of our like Brendan Fraser collection of actors that we do this conversation every few weeks.
3: Yeah, yeah, he is. He is, but I need to find out because he's got. He, he's in somebody's movie that's coming out soon. Not you. Yeah,
4: there's
3: actually. Some- Guy Ritchie. He's in. The, he's
1: in the new Guy Ritchie. Oh, Five Eyes. Is he really? Uh, Ra- Wrath of Man. Oh, have they renamed it, or is it a different one? Is this the Jason Stephen one. Yeah, this is Jason Statham. Oh, they must have renamed it.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, he's uh, Josh Hartney's in that. Same and so's
1: is Malan. malone isn't aubrey plaza in that as well uh i don't
4: think so oh
1: he's not go- is this just a different guy richie one
4: it
3: could be <laughs> oh he's also um going to be in Josh fact he's also going to be in the new james franco movie
1: mm. yeah, yeah no hang on fight Five- Five Eyes, Jason Safe, and Marbury Plaza, Josh Hartnett, Carrie It Always, Bugsy Malone.
2: They're different films. Bugsy Malone?
1: It says here Bugsy Malone. Oh, and right. then Wrath of Man. We've got
2: Five Eyes and Wrath of Man.
3: Is that post production or is that in production? In production. In post production, yeah. Wrath of Man is in post production and Five Eyes is. Currently filming. Jeez, fucking Guy Ritchie's going at a fucking lick at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he yes. really is.
2: He'd be the gentleman in production, and obviously that. No, is... but, it, but Guy Ritchie—it's
1: it, just—he's—he's he's very much got a mojo at the moment. So I like, got Bugsy Malone is in one of them, and Post Malone is What's in the have?
4: other.
2: What's a Bugsy Malone? He's a rapper. Is he a rapper. Yeah. Bugsy with a Z.
4: Fucking
2: gentleman,
1: so. so it's just in both of them. That's great. Cause, yeah, because Five Eyes is the one that's shooting at the moment. Yeah. Wow. So, and that's that that's due to come out later on this year, isn't
3: it? Oh so wow. There's a possibility wait. that Guy Ritchie could have two movies out this year. It'd be fucking amazing. He had two movies out <laughs> last year. No, not last year. You were far last, didn't he? Yeah,
2: I'm so excited.
1: Like I'm, but I am. Fuck oh, yeah. we. Are you like
2: Jared Leto looking at those murder pictures.
1: Oh yeah, man, I'm fucking. I'm got a boner. <laughs> oh dear.
4: Do
1: you know what? Good on him, Guy
3: Ritchie, because he's he's clearly in some wrong. kind of creative fucking mojo and going. Do you know what? And like he said before that he he doesn't think that he made enough of. His reputation post snatch that he 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 didn't he he he, he basically between snatch and um Sherlock Holmes he made three movies that you know that he only really liked one of them Um, and it was a ten year period where he should have made like at that point he should have made like five movies that were all fucking great. Mm. And it seems like now he's gone. Do you know what? Balls to this. Make him I'm gonna go, I'm gonna make him.
4: Yeah.
1: That's, That's awesome. fucking incredible. Good for him. Yeah. God, I'm looking forward to that. What a treat. Yeah. So at some point this year, hopefully in the
3: fucking cinema, we'll get to go and watch a Jason Statham, Scott Eastwood, Holt McCartney, uh Post Malone and Josh Hartnett. Okay, I'm up for that.
1: Right, on that very exciting note, uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Film Bastards. I won't do all the preamble at the start, because that was a lot. Uh, Coming up next week, we're going to be reviewing uh, Malcolm and uh, Marie, the film people seem to either really like or really not like. And actually nice double bill of films that people really like or people don't like <laughs> we're also going to be doing our mooted uh, a few weeks back now reality double bill of Southland Tales and Under the Silver Lake so uh, yeah it, it, yeah, that's an interesting thematic trio I believe um, right I'm I'm going to get the fuck out of Dodge goodbye Mark goodbye you goodbye Becky Goodbye, listener. Goodbye, listener. Hi,
0: everyone. Bye. Moana, make way, make way. Moana, it's time you knew. The village of Motunui is all you need. The dancers are practicing. They dance to an ancient song. Who needs a new song to someone's all? Tradition is our mission And Moana, there's so much to do Don't trip on the terror route That's all you need We share everything we make We took and we weave our baskets The fishermen come back from the sea Don't walk away Moana, stay on the ground now Our people will need a chief And there you are There comes a day When you're gonna look around Realize happiness is where you are Consider the coconut oh, Consider its trees it's Each part of the, the coconut. coconut That's all we need We make our nets from the fibers from the, the, waters. Waters. the water is sweet the inside is sweet We, use, inside. The we, build we, build we use the leaves to build fires the fire. the Cook the meat inside, Consider, inside. The Consider the coconuts The trunks and the leaves ah. the, the island, island gives, gives us what we, we need, need. Oh, That's right, we stay. We're safe and we're well provided. And when we look to the future, there you are. You'll be okay. In time, you'll learn just as I did. You must find happiness right where you are. dance with the water the undertow and the waves the water is mischievous I like how it misbehaves the village may think I'm crazy or say that I drift too far but once you know what you like well there you are you are your father's daughter Stubbornness and pride Mind what he says but remember You may hear a voice inside And if the voice starts to whisper To follow the farthest star Moana, that voice inside Is who you are We make gunnets from we the gunnets Songs to the village believes in us, That's right. the, the village, village believes right. The island gives us what we need And no one leaves so We're here my home, my people beside me And when I think of tomorrow, there, there we